after these things, there was a feast of Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porticos. In these lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, lame, and withered, waiting for the moving of the waters. For an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the water. Whoever then first, after the stirring up of the water, stepped in was made well from the water, whatever, sorry, whatever disease which, with which he was afflicted. A man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been a long time in that condition, he said to him, do you wish to get well? Okay, uh, a lot of, well, I, lady, some ladies in my life would say, well, duh, right? Anyway, I ask stupid questions. Anyway, Jesus doesn't, just saying, I'm just to get us clear on that. Anyway, verse 7, the sick man answered him, sir, I have not, no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him in verse 8, get up, pick up your pallet and walk. Immediately the man became well and picked up his pallet and began to walk. Now it was a sab- the Sabbath on that day. So the Jews were saying to the man who was cured, it is the Sabbath and it is not permissible for you to carry your pallet. But he answered them, he who made me well was the one who said to me, pick up your pallet and walk. They asked him, who is the man who said to you, pick up your pallet and walk? But the man who was healed did not know who it was for Jesus had slipped away while there was a crowd in that place. Good. Jesus got away with it, right? Verse 14, afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, behold, you have become well. Do not sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. Okay, he didn't get away with it. Verse 16, for this reason, the Jews were persecuting Jesus because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. But he answered them, my father is working until now, and I myself am working. For this reason, therefore, the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him because he not only was breaking the Sabbath, but also was calling God his own father, making himself equal, that's the key, making himself equal with God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we um, can see uh, here in this passage the wonderful truth and reality that um, we have a Savior, Savior, God the Son, Lord Jesus Christ, you who are equal with the Father. Help us to testify to the truth of who you are and how we live and what we say. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, there's, there have been big political scandals in the U.S., hasn't there? Uh, I wonder if the kids know much about Watergate. Now, that turned out pretty good because Chuck Colson, as a result, was in prison and became a believer because he was in prison and started many great ministries. One, two, those in prison. But this was a, uh, a great scandal, right? And I'd like to say sarcastically, oh, to go back to what should be a scandal is actually a scandal or 
Have we ever been there? (laughs) Hopefully, all those who are corrupt will be held accountable, right? Um, Now, we know the corrupt people will be held accountable in the future unless they fall before the gracious love of God through Jesus Christ for forgiveness. But sometimes we wonder... (laughs) After Watergate, political scandals included the gate ending, right? I think there should maybe be a COVID gate, but that's another. I digress a little bit. But uh, here in John chapter 5, we have a scandal. See it? You see the scandal? At the sheep gate, where there is a pool of water. See the connection? How my wind works? Anyway, I don't know. There's a pool of water by the gate and a man on a pallet, so we are calling it Pallet Gate, okay? Maybe you'll remember this chapter from now on. Pallet Gate. Some scandals shouldn't, shouldn't happen, <laughs> right? Sometimes leaders just... Uh, They walk right into a scandal because of their own sinfulness. But here we find Jesus, it seems like he had an opportunity to heal this man. But why this man? And then when he was healed, the man didn't know who it was. But then Jesus gives his name. And then the man tells the religious leaders. And so then we have this scandal. This pallet gate. But the reality is, and what Jesus is pointing out, is that it is a scandal to never believe in Jesus. The greatest scandal is to reject all the proof, never turning to Jesus by faith. So let's view the reasons, and we'll do this quickly, okay? Let's view the reasons why this is the greatest scandal. First, it is the greatest scandal because of, in, in verses 1 through 8, Jesus has a powerful position. He has a powerful position. That is, first we we see his power, and then we should see his position. He has uh, the power to heal. We see this in this passage, and I've already kind of brought it out as I was reading. Um, But why this man who had been sick for 38 years, who wasn't able to get into the water, he wanted to be healed, and Jesus had given him this question, but he wasn't healed yet. But, But this man, even though it's been 38 years, it says there's a lot of people there. Why this man? I think Jesus knows what's going to happen. I think Jesus is looking for a confrontation. And he has the position to confront. And the religious leaders needed to be confronted. Because they had yet believed in Jesus. So when Jesus had healed him, this man, he had a pallet, and I think that was a little bit of part of it, but Jesus told him, pick up your pallet and walk. What a no-no. So the confrontation begins, and in verse 14, then Jesus finds him again, and then he tells him to sin no more, and, and we can look into that a little bit more, but man, he needs to turn to Jesus and trust in him, but, but hmm, did he fail in going and telling the leaders? I don't know if he did or not, but Jesus knew, and so we have the confrontation, right? And so they begin to persecute him. Uh, most translations say persec- they began persecuting him because he did this on the Sabbath. Uh, that the Greek word can, can mean hunt. 
or chase after, and here in and, and, and the uses that it's used where it is translated persecute, is to chase after with evil intent, or kind of almost like chase out of town, or to chase down, to, to tar and feather or beat the tar out of. The, I think the NLT is a little too soft on this because you look at verse 18, it goes on to say when Jesus mentioned that he and the, he is working and the Father is working and he is working and he and the Father are, are equal, they then were beginning to seek to kill him. So Jesus' purposeful confrontation caused more trouble for him and it still did not wake them up. That is scandalous. You know, and, and again, most powerful people seek to avoid scandals, don't they? Well, I mean, they may do something scandalous, but they still seek to avoid uh, the public outcry. But here we see that Jesus is willing to, to stand on the right ground, and he was even willing here, and I think he instigated it, but he is right to do so to cause can, conflict, pardon me, uh, or quote-unquote scandalous uh, events. Why? why? Why would he do this? I believe because, it's his, his, because of his powerful position, it was his responsibility to do this. And sadly, the response is wrong. But the greatest scandal, again, coming to this, as we look at the Gospel of John, is for those to reject the proof, never turning to faith in Jesus. Second, it is the greatest scandal because of Jesus' astounding authority. Look at verses 18 through 29. Therefore, Jesus answered and was saying to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of Himself unless it is something He sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does these things, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows Him all things that He Himself is doing. And the Father will show Him greater works than these so that you will marvel. Yet will they turn to Him. Verse 21, for just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son also gives life to whom He wishes. For not even the Father judges anyone, but He has given all judgment to, notice, the Son. So that all who all will honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent Him. Truly, truly, or verily, verily, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment but has passed out of death into life. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For just as the Father has life in himself, even so he gave to the Son also to have life in himself And he gave him authority to execute judgment because he is the son of man. So notice here, I want you to notice here, both son of God and son of man. Okay? Verse 28, do not marvel. The second time we see the word marvel at this. 
For an hour is coming in which all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and will come forth those who, will, who did the good deeds to resurrection of life, those who committed the evil deeds to resurrection of judgment. And so really when we look at this passage, the powerful part, we could go back to the last point. He, he has power, but also he has this astounding authority. Right? Because he is God the Son. <laughs> because he has authority the reason it's astounding is because he has authority over life. In verse 19, Jesus only does what the Father does. He's doing what the Father has sent him to do. Verse 20, he says, There are greater works that will cause you to marvel, yet will they believe? And for us who believe, the, the reality is not just, okay, do I believe, but hey, Praise the Lord, Jesus has authority, and it's astounding, and it can give me the encouragement and the strength to press on in this life that oftentimes is very difficult, that oftentimes is very discouraging. And so, Jesus will give life to whoever he wishes. This is greater, greater than healing a sick man. We also see here that he, is, he has authority to judge because he is the Son of Man. In verses 22 through 23, Jesus has been given authority to judge. The Father doesn't even oversee this because he doesn't have to because Jesus it has great authority and great ability to judge correctly. I wish there were better judges in the United States in many areas, there are many great judges, okay? But Jesus is a perfect judge. And boy, howdy. You religious leaders, you are in for it. You're judging the judge, and you're judging incorrectly. Daniel 7, 13 through 14 says, I, I kept looking in the night vision. Visions And behold, with the clouds of heaven, one like the Son of Man was coming. And he came up to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion, glory, and a kingdom that all the peoples, nations, and men of every language might serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which will not pass away. And his kingdom is is one which will not be destroyed. He is a king. He has dominion. This is speaking of a future. Still looking for us. We're looking to a future when Jesus is, will reign physically over everything. And in this passage, it gets to this point and it alludes to when it says Son of Man to this Daniel seven thirteen through 14 passage where both of them point to the reality that Jesus is the judge. He has power over life and he is the one that we should want to serve now. Do you serve him? Praise the Lord. In verses 24 through 25, we see eternal life and forgiveness comes through Jesus. Some will have resurrection to eternal life. And he's saying, don't marvel at these statements and disbelieve. Believe and have life. Others to eternal death. And so first, 
again. And for, I hope the adults have all come to the point where you've believed in the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. You've you have asked Him into your life, fully believing in Him. I pray that you have. But children, you must do the same if you're still listening to me. It's been a little bit of a long service, but have you turned to Jesus? Have you believed upon Him? Do you have eternal life? The claims of Christ are simply astounding. And this is, is completely scandalous for, for these religious leaders who should have known this Daniel passage to say no to faith in Christ when they should have known the Scriptures pointed to Him. Therefore, when we see that Jesus has astounding authority and still does, we must recognize that the greatest scandal is to reject all the proof, never turning to Jesus by faith. Finally, it is the greatest scandal because of Jesus' worthy witnesses. In verses 30 through 47, in verses 30 through 47, we find first there, there's three things that he brings up in this passage as, as to witnesses who proclaim who Jesus is. Okay? In verse 30 through 35, we see John the Baptist's testimony. And, and we can refer back, <laughs> we can refer back <laughs> to John 1. Remember starting this? John 1, 6 through 9. And it's talking about Jesus in him was life. And the life is the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and darkness did not comprehend or overcome it. There was a man named John who was not that light, but who came to testify about that light. And we have this allusion here again, back to that John, in verse 33, he had been sent by the Father to testify about the truth and that he, he was reflecting the light and they still did not believe in what he had proclaimed. That is that Jesus is the Messiah. Now John encouraged Jesus, we find in this passage just a little bit, I'm not going to get into it, but, but Jesus here found the testimony of John of great encouragement and it began Jesus' ministry. But not only do we have John the Baptist's testimony, but we have Jesus' miracles that testify to the truth and validity that Jesus is God the Son, Son of Man, Messiah. King of kings, Lord of lords. And in verse 36, look at this verse. It says, but the testimony which I have is greater than the testimony of John. For the works which the Father has given me to accomplish, the very works that I do testify about me that the Father has sent me. And so when we look at this passage, the Father sent him to heal this man, to, to go before them and build this conflict so that they would have to say, okay, are we placing all our faith in the law, missing what the law was pointing to, uh, you know, observing the Sabbath, <laughs> and yet missing the Lord of the Sabbath? And here in verse 17, right, Jesus says, my father's working now, and so am I. Praise the Lord. John 10, 25. Jesus answered them, 
I told you and you do not believe the works that I do in my Father's name, these testify of me. John 10, 38, but if I do them, though you do not believe me, believe the works so that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I in the Father. John 14, 11, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. John 15, 24, if I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would, not, they would not have sinned. But now they have both seen and hated me and my father as well. This man, the scandal of Palatgate, is miraculous. And enough of the reality, their truth, what they believe to be truth, should align with reality. Kind of going back to her, my Wednesday night youth group with the kids. It's not truth if it doesn't align with reality. This is what they thought, but the reality is Jesus healed. What are they going to do with Jesus in the works that He performed miraculously that the Father had given Him to do? They should have believed. Not only that, but the, the, the Father's testimony here in this passage, is, it's interesting. Through the, old, through the Scriptures, verses 37 through 44, right? Verse 38, they say they follow the Word of God, but they don't because it says in 38, His Word doesn't abide in you. You're not believing. Verse 39 through 40 Ironically, sadly, you search the Scriptures, Jesus basically says to him, because you believe they have the key to eternal life. They point to me who gives eternal life, and yet they didn't believe. And Jesus, having proclaimed, I have eternal life, they're searching the Scriptures for that eternal life. He is eternal life, yet the Scriptures point to him, and they have rejected him. And then verse 45 through 47, another testimony of the Father is also, we could change this and say this is a fourth testimony, but of Moses through the Word of God from the Father. And Jesus basically says, you think I am harsh and that I will accuse you, but it is Moses who will accuse you. The very one in the law, the Old Testament law, they said that they're following, that will accuse them because of the rejection of Jesus. Now that's a flyover, okay? There's a lot of scandals. Out, public outrage, right? The greatest outrage and shame and horrifying event is when people reject the truth and validity of Jesus Christ. And our hope is that they would come to know Him you know, these religious leaders, they thought Jesus was the scandal, but their rejection of Him was the scandal. And so again, a question for us all. all right? I could, I could have an opinion about a lot of things. Oh, it's scandalous that the Chiefs did not make the Super Bowl. right? And, and my colors do not reflect the team I might cheer for. I don't, I don't know who I'm cheering for. There's a lot of other things that we could say is scandalous and that we could be very frustrated with. Just look at the news. 
in the documentary I pointed out. There's some real big scandals that I think we have to stand up for and protect our children. And I thank the Lord God for our local school board. But we need a strong state school board. And we need biblical leaders in a unicameral and, and as a governor. There's a lot of things. You know, it's not just one issue that we should stand up for, but a lot of them if it's biblical. But yet, under all of that, so you all understand, under all of that, the greatest scandal or the greatest the greatest scandal is the rejection of Christ. The greatest need is for us to proclaim Christ and to live daily for Him. So I want to challenge you first. Kids, all you kids out there, do you know Jesus? If you know Jesus, okay, I see some heads going, yep. If you say you know Jesus, are you spending time reading your Bibles? Okay, you say, oh, well, I don't know what to read. Okay, read a couple verses in John a night or every morning. Okay, kids? It's not your parents' responsibility for you to do this. They can encourage you and they can make it a standard. Okay? But are you reading the Word of God and are you praying? Okay? So that goes for us adults too. You couples, are you spending time in the Word? Do you love Jesus? Second, all right, well, I, I lost track. Where am I? I don't know. Anyway, the next number, are you serving him? And in serving him, are you serving others? And in serving him and others, are you pointing them to Christ? Even if they have already scandalously seemed to reject him. There was someone at the game who wanted to tell me, I have turned to Christ as my Savior, and I have even been baptized. What an encouragement. We do not know. Even if, if we've preached at them or helped them and encouraged them to see the truth of the gospel and we thank their lost cause, we really do not know. Press on. Seek to encourage them to see Christ. Give Him all the glory. Okay? Press on, Christian soldiers. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your mercy, Your patience towards us, and the many opportunities You give us to witness to others. Help us to, to think clearly and to see those moments uh, that You give us and give us the right words in those moments. Help us to see those opportunities when they are there. And help us to always be aware of how we can help others. So that, and as we help them, to know how to point out that it's not us, it is you. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Young men, would you come forward and take up this morning's offering?